Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. At the last episode, if I remember correctly, I think we looked into simple sales situations, why that is important, and what the implications are for uh, setting your price and how you handle negotiations. Now, if I remember correctly, I think I promised that today we're going to look into complex sales situations and um, we would come out at the end of the conversation trying to figure out if we, uh, if those of us in the wedding space are involved in a simple sales situation or in a complex sales situation. So as a summary, remember that the implication for simple uh, yeah, as a summary, the implications when you're dealing with a simple sales situation is you're dealing with one of those situations where you either take it or leave it. So, uh, you know, you just give the price, try and gouge as much as you can. And if you're on the buying end, um, you try and beat down the price as much as you can and extract as most um, value as you possibly can. So um, either way, there's a hard line that is drawn. You either take it or leave it. No love lost and... Uh, long-term uh, prospects of long-term relationships are not necessarily desired here. Okay, so now let's move into complex sales um, situations. Now, back to the earlier question, the first one that I asked maybe three episodes ago on whether sales is a conversation or an event. And you now start getting the point that I was making um, that in some circumstances, um, especially for we wedding folks, I would like us to uh, take the assumption that sales is a process involving multiple conversations uh, that we're trying to build over time to maximize um, and leverage our present contacts and uh, present opportunities um, for future gains. Now, um, when you're in a complex sales um, situation here, you have to, by necessity, think of the sale as a process. Because, well, of course, you're dealing with a complex situation. Now, the example that I gave during the, um, the, uh, during the training sessions with the Seed Builders Hub in Abuja was um, the examples that I gave for simple sales situations, I think, was a goosey. And for complex sales situations, um, I think the example that I used was for uh, buying a jet. Now, even though after the training, part of the feedback I received was I shouldn't use the jet example because it might not seem um, relatable because here we are, ordinary folks. What do we know about buying complex machinery like planes, which cost um, multiple hundred millions of um, dollars? But I'm still going to use those examples here, especially the jet one, because they're polar opposites and I think they... Uh, show in a very visible way um, the the differences the differences and the gap that you can span when you are in a sales situation. So for complex sales situations, I'm going to stick with the plain example. So yes, it seems far fetched, far removed, because I doubt that anyone listening to this owns um, a jet or is going to buy a plane anytime soon. But in the meantime, please just um, track with me. So, Egusi, simple sales situation. It's a commodity. It's a simple subject matter. The number of parties involved are few. It's a low-priced item. We don't give a hoot about long-term relationships. I just want my Egusi, and I want to leave 
she just wants a price and she wants me to get away so that she can call over my shoulder to the next person passing uh, around in the market so that she can make another sale for two or three cups of Igusi. Now, for complex sales situations, we're going to flip um, the criteria. So it, it involves um, a complex subject matter. So Igusi is simple. A jet is not because, um, well, you know, it's a complex machine, um, multiple moving parts, and then, of course, uh, the, uh, the sale of the machine, of the plane, involves other um, related parties and stakeholders and decision makers. So if you're going to buy a jet, for instance, um, let's assume it's um, Arik Air or one of those companies that needs to buy a jet. There are multiple stakeholders. Um, they have to consider the balance sheet, um, what the shareholders are going to think. Uh, they have to worry about um, uh, uh, the Nigerian airports authorities and other regulators um, about uh, what their stance is on, on safety features for certain models, uh, things like that. Um, there might even be policy and um, decision, uh, policy decision making level uh, things that they need to mull through. Let's just say, let's just say it's possible that at some point in the future, maybe Nigerians are worried about um, being over reliant on the uh, American and United Kingdom um, air makers, and they want to consider other uh, countries. But bottom line is, when it comes to buying an airplane, there are lots of things you have to do. It's not just uh, you who is um, in procurement. You're in procurement, you're talking to your line manager, your line manager has people who are in touch with um, the CEO, CEO is talking with um, shareholders, and uh, of course you guys are in touch with regulators to be sure that you're doing the right thing and everything is above board. So you can see how for the sale of uh, a goosey, your wife gives you the instruction, go and get me a goosey, and then me, the humble husband, I go to the market and I buy the goosey. It's not the same. The plane is a lot more complex. Because it is complex, there are lots of um, stakeholders that are uh, involved. And so the decision trees become quite complex because lots of people have to discuss with uh, different people and at different times over different particular things. So this is not just, this is not just going to be a straightforward sale where I, uh, Mr. Ayede, in procurement, will just pick up the phone to Boeing and say, hey, Boeing, can you please send us um, 12 uh, 747s? And uh, they send over the 747s and then we write them a check and that's the end of the story. So the process is going to be um, a whole lot more complex. Now, because of the complex subject matter and the number of parties that are involved and all the issues that are at stake, and because this is a high-priced item, there is no way that this sale is going to be uh, concluded because I just picked up the phone in procurement and made a call and that was the end. Multiple conversations are going to be had. People are going to have to have long-term um, relationships individually. So let's say me in procurement and um, my contemporary over at Boeing or whichever the company is, we're going to have to be um, chatting a lot, you know, suss each other out, feel each other out. Um, our bosses are also going to have to be in touch as well. Um, basically, uh, long-term relationships in these sorts of things are desirable because you don't want to buy the wrong plane. Not only that, when you do buy the right plane, you want to try and lock in these um, beneficial terms for as long as possible. So uh, there's going to be pre uh, plenty of um, um, plenty of toasting involved and uh, 
trying to build long-term relationships uh, basically so i have used examples that are polar opposite and i hope that i've been able to tease out what the differences are regarding subject matter the number of parties the price of the item and whether long-term relationships are desirable um, or not so like uh the folks at seed builders mentioned a whole lot of us are neither here nor there we are not simply selling a goosey and we're not selling jets so we're somewhere in between there are a couple of people who sell shoes on instagram or you're a wedding vendor because um, you're a florist so it's just flowers you deal in or you're a wedding photographer um, like me or you're a wedding planner like omotola who i'm going to be interviewing in a couple of days so we're somewhere in between but the bottom line is wherever it is that you find yourself on the scale just in case we have people who are non-wedding and event professionals listening you have to give yourself some serious thought am i in a simple sales situation or is this a complex sales situation because if it's a simple sales situation and you're trying to do this whole thing of building long-term relationships and stuff like that you might be grating on the nerves of your prospective customers so i don't know anything about florals but let me just uh, let me just hazard a guess so if you're a florist and even though you're in the wedding space it is a simple sales situation then you trying to make casual conversation about where you went to school uh how did you meet your husband um uh what do you do for work blah 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 all those conversations might just seem like they are beside the point and you're wasting time in fact the customer might even think you are trying to sidestep the issue of price which is probably what she asked first of all and she might assume that you're just not confident in the good that you offered on the other hand let me hazard another guess if you're a wedding planner with all the moving parts that are involved in trying to plan a wedding you asking all those questions might actually seem quite relevant like who are you what kind of bride are you what's your husband like what are the families like how did you guys meet what's your perfect vision for the wedding um you know stuff like that i mean even questions about like um what their goals in life and stuff like that you know might not seem like um stretching it at the end of the day because it will be obvious to the bride and the groom that well they're just trying to feel um, you are just trying to feel them out so you can get a sense of what it is that they would like and what it is that they won't like and all those kinds of questions quite frankly might move the process along because you might ask those questions and then you get to realize that um, this bride is an uber sophisticated babe and so because of that uh, this is how you need to plan it or even though they might be from an extremely peppered family as in they have lots of money but these people are down to earth they're like salt of the earth so the planning um, process and all the things you're going to offer them might have to be more uh, practical or um, uh, toned down so it's a fundamental question that we need to ask ourselves you as a wedding photographer like i am or as a makeup artist or a cake person or a florist or a wedding planner you need to ask yourself are you in a simple sales situation or are you in a complex sales situation and so whenever i have these classes just like i did when we are uh, the seed builders or the first time that i ran this uh, module with um laura students that's laura for porsche and pristine events we have this uh, conversation and it's something that you're going to have to decide on your own um of course if you ask me what my own opinion is i suspect that most of us in the wedding space are involved in complex sales situations i'm not sure about the florist 
I'm not sure about the makeup artist, and I'm not sure about the people who um, sell um, fireworks, um, the, uh, the pyrotechnics. So I'm not sure about those people. But for the rest of us, I really think we're in a complex sales situation. Um, maybe even the MC. I'm sure there's some complexity that's involved there. So you need to ask. Uh, you need to ask those questions of yourself so that um, you know how you're going to price and you know how you're going to um, handle yourself when you're in uh, negotiation situations. So, if in your heart of hearts you ask yourself that question, you're a florist and you've come to understand that you're in a simple sales um, situation, then your approach is pretty much take it or leave it. On the other hand, let's say you are a florist, but you're not trying to be a typical florist, you're trying to do something... um, uh, high-end and bespoke and things like that and because of that you're now in a complex sales um, situation uh, there's going to be much more room for subtlety uh, more flexibility in carrying on conversations in having pricing and negotiating conversations and things of that nature so it's an important question that we need to ask ourselves right uh, we need to ask ourselves right from the beginning so um, okay so before I leave there's the matter of um, the price, uh, the price, yes, and that's one thing that some people get hung up over. And uh, that uh, so okay, so if something is low priced, does that make it simple? If something is high priced, does that make it um, complex? You find that it's most often the case that that is the relationship, but it's not. That is not always the case, because I've been in situations where photography, yes, it's a complex sales situation, but you're dealing with some people that are uh, extremely peppered up. And so, from their point of view, the photography question or the wedding planning uh, question is uh, is inconsequential. That's because they have too much pepper. So, for folks like that, it's very easy. You just get there, two minutes to write the check, and you're done. In fact, last year I had one of those. was a birthday party. And I must confess, those are the kind of clients that my wife likes because with those people, there's not too much dilly-dallying. So, they call... There's a few questions to get the parameters, to get the scope, to get an idea of what the vision is. And then uh, they want a figure, and then they get it. And the next question is, how much is the deposit that you want, or do I have to pay everything in full? And then, you know, and you just move on from there. So, yes, you run into those situations where, even though you think it's a complex sales situation, because you're a photographer or you're a wedding planner, to the individual on the other end, it's not really that complex. It's very simple. Okay, Madam Wedding Planner, uh, how much is this going to cost me? Okay, five million. Okay, no problem. How much do you want as a deposit? Two point five. Okay, very good. Let me have your account number. I'll send it. Done. So, there's also that part of the equation as well. If the other person on the side of the table uh, thinks that they're in a simple sales situation, no matter what you feel, then you just have to uh, approach it as it is. So there will be those situations where you come in trying to be all nice and sophisticated and everything. But the person comes to the table, is ready for uh, the brass tacks, and that's because they're peppered up, and quite frankly, they have more important things to do than uh, answer questions about whether you want um, Egyptian cotton or English linen drapings uh, in the hall. And so for them, you're in a simple sales situation. So, uh, that's it. And... um, Like I said in the last episode, please do not take my words as gospel when it comes to all these things. Just take it that all the time we spend here on the podcast is just me providing a primer about different ways that we should think about uh, being involved in our business. That's for those of us in the wedding and the event space. So just think of it as a primer. Take what you hear here 
as my opinion go and do some research um you know google uh there's a bookbone.com i used to get a lot of my uh resources business resources from them back when i was in uni uh another photographer uh, tb um she does portraits now she used to do uh weddings that's tb and t photography um yeah she told me about scribd i think it's scribd s-c-r-i-b-b-d or something like that they're currently running a promo you sign up there you get two months free on uh, ebooks audiobooks and stuff like that and it looks like they have a really robust um, selection but bottom line is learning about these things is extremely easy because the information is um, available so this generation we have no excuse maybe our parents had excuses because back in those days you'd have to you had to attend the course you had to buy the material and it's not like the material was readily available you have to wait until your cousin is traveling to the uk or something like that but that's not the case with us so the information is out there take this these conversations we have here as a primer um use them as a research material to go get the answers that um, you need so thank you for listening to the sales for the nigerian wedding industry podcast i'm your host abuja based event and wedding photographer tavishima ayede i'll catch you guys at the next episode where hopefully we should move into one time closes versus one call closes the reason why i want to have that conversation is because there are loads of you out there particularly wedding photographers and wedding videographers in lagos and abuja who always want to get the client to drop that money now you're meeting them today you want to drop the money today we really need to consider that question when is it appropriate to have a one call close or a one-time close i'm meeting you today first time you don't know me for adam we've met at the wedding fair but somehow i think i can get you to cut me that check of uh, 250k deposit today so we'll consider that question at the next recording so thanks for listening guys i value your time and attention i'll catch you on the next episode